Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a new episode of Cranked and Ranked, your favorite podcast of all time, right? Um, if, if you're watching this on a video, check out Eddie's sweet new shirt. Um, Eddie, where did you get such a great Cranked and Ranked t-shirt? Uh, the link you sent me that I can't remember <laughs> verbatim. <laughs> if you're watching this in the video, it's you can just scroll down and find some shit. If you're listening to this as a podcast, you have no idea what I'm looking at. But I, I actually haven't seen this cranked and ranked shirt before, but it looks pretty damn good. I love the and, color. Uh, and Eddie, is, Eddie is wearing the Eddie's wearing the fuchsia version of the shirt. You can get it in black or fuchsia. I um, mean, it's got both of us on it. The cranked and ranked kind of logo kind of thing. Um, uh, uh, Oldhead.myspreadshop.com. Um, or if you're in the UK, old-head dot myspreadshop.co.uk bam um it feels good doing that with my own shit but like i imagine if we ever get sponsors i'm gonna feel really weird being like (laughs) buy this wallet at www.wallet.com okay wow it's gonna be weird print little (laughs) different (laughs) so yes cranked and ranked is the podcast you're listening to um and and thank you very much for listening to this podcast because i realize in this day and age like you there are shitloads of podcasts, and you only have so much time. And so the fact that you chose us is uh, very cool. You know, It's funny, when, when we first, well, not when we started, but when I first started the Old Head podcast, which was like three years ago, I think, um, I, I remember thinking to myself, man, everybody has a fucking podcast. <laughs> and now it's gotten even worse. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, it's not even fair. All these celebrities starting these podcasts that aren't really that great, and I'm just like... Oh, you're getting all these fucking listeners because you're a goddamn celebrity. Meanwhile, me and Edward over here are are like you know putting out some quality shit, and nobody knows who we are because I haven't <laughs> been in in any movies yet that I know of. But you know, I was on Jimmy Fallon. <laughs> that's true. You were on Jimmy Fallon. That's not. That's the thing. That's that. That's that was so interesting that that's just such a thing that just came and went. Because <laughs> yeah. it's like if you if you're. If, for those of you who don't know, Eddie was on Jimmy Fallon and like the Jimmy Fallon's version of like stupid human tricks from David Letterman, and uh, and he did like a where he did kazoo noises. What's what song? What song did you did you do? Axel F. Is that yeah. the song you, you did? And I'm gonna yeah. stop it there before we get claimed. Ah, oh, yeah, because it sounds so much like the original. I am. A, get, I'm a professional. Don't practice get, that, it until. You get it right, practice it until you can't get it wrong. Oh, man. Those are words to live by right there. So, uh, oh, and, and so, yeah, introductions. Um, uh, Steven, a.k.a. Old Head, that's me. Uh, the voice that you just heard is uh, Mr. Eddie Sparks. That Hello. is me. Hello. Yeah. Hi. And um, so, yeah, we're back uh, with another uh, band discography to rank. And um, this is uh, a... I think that this is one that a lot of people are going to be interested in. Um, it's weird that this this is a band that maybe not even 10 years ago, maybe a little bit longer, but this was a band that I always felt like didn't get very much respect. Like mm. I, got, I was back, I got into them, 
you know, in the in the early '90s, probably around '91, um, and um, or '90. Fuck, I don't know. But uh, I just always remember, like, no, I didn't know anybody else that was really into them, and that never changed. And then all of a sudden, something happened where, like, they've become a band that, like, it seems like everyone, you know, people really respect almost more so than some of the big four bands, you know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I guess it, in some people's opinions, the big four bands are are overrated, and um, one of them in particular is overrated in my opinion. But we won't go into that. Ooh. Um, but Testament, I think, is not overrated. I think even with all the love that Testament gets, uh, they're still a little underrated as a band. Yeah, a little bit. Um, so yes, Testament, the uh, classic. I guess second wave thrash metal band. I mean, at this point, if it's a if it's a thrash metal band that started in the eighties, I'm putting it all together because yeah. that was the the sweet spot of thrash. Um, so um, they 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 fit in there for me. And I think I've said this before: if the big four is extended to a big five, Testament is the band that has to go in. Yep. Um, just if you're looking at what they actually mean when they're talking about the big four, they don't mean who started something. They mean bands that have a lot of influence and had also had a good amount of success, which testaments way more successful than Overkill or Exodus. Mm. So they, I would think they belong there. Honestly, um, I'm going to go ahead and piss people off right away. I think Slayer should be taken out of the big four and Testament should be put in because Ooh. I just think that the, the Testament fits way more with those other three bands than Slayer does. Yeah, you know? it, it, stylistically, I, I think so. Plus, I th- I think they're they're a very virtuosic mm-hmm. band, you know. Whereas Slayer is very much so; they have their thing, and they yeah they can play fast, but like solo wise, if you listen to an Alex Skolnick <laughs> solo and listen to a yeah. Kerry King solo, there's there's a gap there. Yeah, you got, Not throwing you got, shade, but like Alex Skolnick is like you know. I'm pretty sure he's like steeped in music theory and he you know and he's he knows all about jazz guitar and all this other shit. And then Kerry Keene is like <laughs> just just dives in tremolo picking. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but you know, it's it goes right it goes, goes great with their music. We'd already did Slayer a long time ago, if you're yeah. interested. But and, and we love Testament. Slayer, but yeah. Oh, Slayer, Slayer, Slayer's a great band. That's the thing, is that sometimes I'll make an opinion, you know, where I, I like one band or one album more than another, and people take it as like I don't like them, and I'm like, no, that's not the case at all. Like, <laughs> I, I love Slayer. But um yeah. But when we find ourselves in this position, like when where we are now, where we're doing these rankings, all of a sudden we have to start being a little bit harsh because otherwise we have all these albums that are tying for number one. Mm, <laughs> it's <yeah>. like, <laughs> what the fuck do you do? And then you're confused about what goes last. And so it just, this is a band that I, I it was pretty difficult for me because I, I did a ranking of Testament about two years ago, I think. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's changed since then. Um, and there's been a new album added since then, Titans of Creation. And so, so yeah, this will be interesting because I did, I, I went at this, differently because when i did that last ranking i just kind of randomly spot listened to stuff because i knew the albums and i was like okay well well, let me just throw this together because it's a video and nobody's gonna watch it like that's how i I thought of things at the time nobody's gonna see this so i'm not gonna (laughs) break my neck trying to do this but now i literally went and i started because i know the classic era i know really really well 
So I literally said, you know what? I'm going to start at demonic and move all the way to the most recent. Cool. And then I'm going to go back and start with legacy and move all the way until uh, uh, low. And so like, and that's what I did. And it gave me uh, a kind of a new perspective on the albums and it made my ranking way easier than, than it had previously been. Um, but you know, uh, without further ado, where did we get into Testament? Um, I, I, uh, got into test. I think it was 1990 cause it was cause practice. What you preach was the album that I got into, but that wasn't their new album at the time. I'm pretty sure it was souls of black. Um, but I got practice what you preach on cassette. And I don't know if I really even knew much about Testament. I just saw the album cover and went, Oh, well this, this looks like the kind of shit that I'm listening to now. Cause I was already into anthrax and, and things yeah. like that. And Metallica, uh, or not so not so much Metallica yet. Metallica would come a little bit later, but um, and I got that cassette and I was just like, this album fucking rules. And then I, you know, and then I got into that thing where you start grabbing all the bands that you get. like. You know, you look at liner notes and you look at who they're touring with and you're like, oh, okay, well Exodus, I got to go buy an Exodus album now. And you, you know, all these things. And that's 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 how how you, how you did it back in the day where you didn't have the internet. You had to look at liner notes and thank yous and and other things like that to uh or or like you you know sometimes i would like videotape headbangers ball and they would bands would mention another band's name and i would like pause it and then write it down yeah like, oh next time i go to the record store i'm gonna look for whoever the fuck that is they just named <laughs> um so yeah i got into testament around then early 90s ish and um i've i've loved them ever since i just think that they're a fantastic band uh where did where did you get into them uh, this was a classic case of um, having heard a lot of thrash and not knowing where to go next. So I, I knew Metallica, Slayer, and Megadeth pretty much inside out, but I was kind of like, okay, I've pretty much exhausted all of these discographies. I want, you know, something new. And this was mm-hmm. pretty, you know, I was about... I would have been about 15 when I came across these guys. And I was like, dude, this is like a sweet spot between what I love about all three of these bands. Mm-hmm. And they just nail whatever they touch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, they're, they're, they, re- they really fit nicely for me in between Metallica and Megadeth. Cause mm. it's got, it, it's got, it's got vibes of both of those kind of bands. Um, and that's, I think that's, what's so unique about them to me because they, they do have qualities that it's real parts of it are real easy to swallow, but then yeah. other parts of it, you're like, damn, that's fucking, that's some tasty leads going on. What the fuck, man? <laughs> yeah. Like it's, it's, it is a, it's, it's a, it's kind of the, the perfect marriage of, of, you know, not being so complicated that it's like, fuck you. <laughs> yeah <laughs> at the same time it's 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 they're, they're amazing everyone that's been in this band is an amazing musician so totally yeah yeah they, they've kind of got like the the chunky riffage of metallica and a kind mm. of similar vocal approach as well um yeah. that would go on to be a little more similar as the albums went on but um yeah they've got the they even delve into like slayer ish tempos as well like something like yep. something like curse of the legions of death is just fucking insanely fast yep. um but yeah let's 
Let's talk some fucking Testament, dude. Let's get cool. into it. Yeah. So this is actually going to be the first of a two-parter because we've got 13 full-length studio albums to rank and uh, yeah. they deserve they do, they deserve not to be rushed. So today is going to be the bottom 7. Mm. Um, from number 13 down to 7. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes, anyway, there yeah. we are. <laughs> Backwards math is not fun. Let me tell you right there. If I if I ever get pulled over for a DUI and they, they say things like count backwards from one hundred, I'm gonna be like, sorry, just take me in. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't think I can do that are, sober. Mathematicians are just straight up fucking masochists, dude. Like <laughs> it's just straight up. <laughs> That's why I get I get I get I get like annoyed at my daughter because she's all like she's like math is like really easy and i'm like where did you get that from how are you my daughter <laughs> math is pretty easy um, anyway all right so uh yeah let's 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 start with our number 13 the dead last but this is going to be i have a feel we're going to have the same fucking album so let's yeah, go this ahead is a and match. get num- number 13 out of the way you can start yeah um number 13 first strike is first strike still deadly should have been called the first strikes were deadlier because uh, because this is a this is a re-recording. should have been called second second strike unnecessary yeah oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah this this is a re-recordings album um long time watchers of the show know how we feel about that uh much like every studio re-recordings album it is an absolute lesson in how to rob the soul and personality from your own classic songs. Yeah. And, you know, the thing that makes those 80s thrash albums so endearing is the production and atmosphere. You know, they feel otherworldly, whereas this feels very sterile. Um, Yeah. And it's not like the performances are bad. However, yeah, like, they, they do... They're excellent musicians... But the songs lack that push and pull of musicians playing together, and they they suffer from that like early Pro Tools snapped to a grid problem of like when yeah. digital recording first took off. It's very in one place. It's it's kind of robotic. Um, you know, Chuck isn't doing the high screams. You know, which you know I get that he's older as of recording this, but you know. If I want growly Chuck, I'll just listen to later Testament, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, well, yeah. I think I, I I don't know for sure because I don't, I never found, I'm sure it's out there somewhere, but I didn't found a really good explanation for why they did this album, but I'm assuming it as like a lot of bands, they probably had a shitty record deal yeah. and they maybe re-recorded some classics to put it out there and make some money mm. um, around because, because if, if Cause I don't, cause this was 2001 and, um, you know, at this point, you know, new, new metal was King. And so, um, I guess it, you know, it also could have been an attempt to like make a more modern sounding version of these classic songs, but either way, that's, that seems to be a mindset that a lot of bands had around that time of, Oh no, we got to be modern. Nobody wants to listen to this old shit anymore. And like, yeah. so like, let that be a lesson to like all bands out there. If like, you know, you recorded something in one era and then all of a sudden everything changes and you're like, oh shit, we have to update all this old shit. You don't. It's going to come back around. Yeah. And the people that loved it in the beginning are going to continue to love it. 
And, um, and when you make an album like this, all you do is you make people like us have to put it last place yeah. <laughs> on, a, on a ranking. You're a band. You're not a fucking software provider. You don't need to update your music, you know? But shit, a lot of people think think that they do. And yeah, I mean, you're right. Like the the, especially like early early days Pro Tools. It's not horrible on this album. There's a lot of shit that's worse, but it's just it just makes it reminds me of like like where music ended up going and is today. Yeah, and it's like there's so much soul that's just missing from music. It's it's gotten to the point now that occasionally, like I'll hear a popular song. Like whether it's a pop music or a rock band or whatever, mm-hmm. and like, like I'm real, I'm very, very um, susceptible, if that's the word, to um, hearing the digitiz- the digitization. That's a hard word to say this early in the morning. <laughs> um, of like vocals, like whether whether it is some sort of a of a uh, pitch correction or just some sort of, I don't know, uh, filters of of one or another. They really bum me out. And occasionally I'll hear a song that's new from somebody and I'll hear like a a flat or sharp note and I'll go, whoa, yeah, they really sang this in the studio and didn't do (laughs) shit to it. And it sounds great because sometimes that makes music so much better. Like those little tiny things, whether it be in the vocals or, you know, in an inconsistency in guitar playing or whatever, you know, it, that shit. It just makes it all of a sudden. It's like, oh yeah, these songs are made by humans. Forgot. Um, it's like that. It's like that part in, in Batman where the where where they're all like, he's it's some kind of body armor. He's human <laughs> after all. That's from like the only good Batman movie. I'm sorry. You can you can talk to me about the Dark Knight all you want, but that's the the Dark Knight is a is like a really well directed movie with a guy do, that plays the Joker and fucking rules. And everything else about the movie is kind of like, eh. <laughs> so, so uh <clears throat> anyway sorry not to get on that to- tangent but I'm, I'm a fan of i'm a fan of the keaton batman i'm also not a fan of comic book movies for the most part so don't listen to me <laughs> i don't know where that i don't know where that came from talking about batman um they're trying to get me to go back to a fucking movie by putting michael keaton back in a movie and i'm all like nice try okay because i know the rest of the movie is going to be the same old story where it's like all we got to do is put these crystals together and it goes blah, blah, and then everything's fine. End of the movie. That's some shitty writing right there. Anyway, hi. This, this has been a PSA <laughs> sponsored by Crank Direct. <laughs> now nah, there's some good, there's some good shit out there. I'm being, I'm just, it's, it's early in the morning for me. We normally don't do that over here for me. It's nine thirty in the morning. Damn, dude. And it's on on a Sunday. And I, you know, I I, I reserve my beer drinking for Friday nights and Saturday nights. So I'm, you know. I, I don't get wasted, but I do feel it in the morning. This is still and dedication so, for sure. Yeah. 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 I, I, I'm all about the cause. I don't want to make these people wait. I know that some people really need their cranked and ranked. And so like, that's, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to derail us. I, I, actually, I did because people love that. <laughs> um, anyway, first strike still deadly. Anything else you, you want to say about it? I mean, it's the one thing I do like is I like the, I like the, they re-recorded that old yes. song with uh, Steve Souza on vocals and that's cool but that's because i think that song only exists as a b-side somewhere yeah or, um, or a demo or something yeah it's a demo but i think they actually recorded it with chuck as a b-side i oh. might be wrong i think they did i don't know that's that's i'm, I'm not 100 on that but 
see that goes that goes to our thing about talking about how great like you know the raging wrath of the easter bunny by mr bungle like yeah. that's a re-recording that i can get behind because it's a shitty demo and yeah, they're just like making tracks. it into an album <laughs> so like if they if this if this if first strike still deadly had been an entire re-recording of their first demo with steve souza or some you know some unique thing like that i'd mm. i'd probably like it a lot more but as it stands it's fine but it's completely unnecessary and I never listen to it. Yeah. I would respect this far more if it was like a live show and they played a set list of exclusively like eighties stuff and released it and then, you know, called it, you know, first strike still deadly. Like, but it's the fact it's a studio re-recording, you know, if it was a live show, I'm, I would, you know, I'd give it a, I'd give it a pass. But yeah, uh, yeah. all in but all, it, it, just by the classic albums, in my opinion, or the greatest hits. Like, yep, it, it comes in dead last because dead last. All, all of these things. So let's so now we can move in to the legit ranking because, you okay. know, everybody everybody knew that was going to be last <laughs> on our lists. If included um, at all. <laughs> if included at all. Well, we, yeah. we discussed that. Do we even talk about that album? Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so, but now like this will be interesting because I don't, I don't think we've ever had a really big discussion about Testament. So I don't really know where you stand on modern Testament and classic Testament. So our rankings could be quite different from each other. I think there's, there's a, there's a big moment about halfway in where they find themselves in a zone and they they are very happy with that zone, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so essentially, you know, modern testament at this stage is just an amalgamation of pretty much everything they've ever explored. You got the thrash yeah. in there, you got the hooks, you got the groove, and you got occasional death metal stuff going on as well. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty much everything the gathering onward, but Let's let's get into something before the gathering. All right, number twelve. Before so, the gathering. Before the gathering, and that is demonic. Now, I really, really, really wanted to to get on with this album because it's so different. Yeah, but it's such a deviation from what Testament are best at. Yeah, that it's it ends up not having the testament identity and it and it's just kind of a good death thrash album yeah so you know it's i'm gonna I'm do i'm gonna do a track by track now i will say big disclaimer I've, I've put it right at the top here let me find it uh, big ass disclaimer this is probably top three hardest rankings I've ever had to do because the entire bottom half of my list, barring the last two albums could change any day of the week. Yeah. I had to, I had to pull a Steven and try to look at things in an objective way. And also to make sense out of this episode. But w- with that, let's, let's talk about demonic. Mm-hmm. Um, so you got demonic refusal. Death metal Testament has arrived. The bellowing growl that Chuck Billy really began to utilize on low mixed with his singing voice has kind of taken the helm uh the music does match its brutality and you know this first track i was like oh fuck dude like i was excited to see where it would go you know burning times catchy and brutal 
I actually really like it so far. Together as one, again, even their bottom tier stuff still kind of rules. Yeah. Um, you know, um, Jun Jun. Jun Jun. <laughs> that riff, like, it's literally doing it. What makes, it, it makes me laugh every time like, that song starts and, like, that I look at the name, I'm like, I, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, the. the has Gene Hogland ever done a drum fill that wasn't tasty as fuck? The uh, dude fucking rules. I yeah. I don't yeah. know. He's oh. he's uh he's he's one of those drummers that anything he's been on, like you, you just know. Like if he's if he's on the project, you're like the drums are gonna be fucking ace. Yeah, <laughs> that's for sure. Oh man, you get John Doe. Like the groove breakdown in the middle of this is simple, simple but incredibly crushing. Murky Waters, the breakdown in this is also filthy, holy shit. Hatred Rise, more brutality with vibes of plenty. Distorted Lives keeps it really heavy. There, There's a very clear machine head influence on this song with those harmonics in there, with that riff. Because um, you got to think, this is 1997. Uh, the thing is very popping off right now. Um New Eyes of Old, crushing, still in a vibey kind of zone. 10,000 Thrones keeps that death metal flare going. Nostrovia is this short little final blow. Like overall, when it comes to the 90s groove era of Testament, which, you know, began to some extent on the ritual and was in full swing by the time Low came along, like this album takes it to the next logical step. However, is it nearly as memorable as the albums that precede it from a song perspective? Not really. It's more of a, it's more of a check us, check us out. We're doing the death metal thing. And then they kind of half retreated from that on the next album. <laughs> but yeah, um, that is, okay. that is, that's my take on demonic. I kind of just went full force on that one. Yeah. So yeah. So uh so I'm pretty sure on my old ranking that was my last place pick, but um that that has changed. See, I thought um, that would that would be the case. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, uh my number 12 is still one that was low before and now it's dead last for their original albums. Uh my number 12 is Brotherhood of the Snake from 2016. Okay. Um which uh which you know, I'll I'll probably say this every album in the bottom half. These are all taken on their own great albums yeah like <laughs> this is still like the shit. worst the worst testament album is better than most bands best albums <laughs> so yeah <laughs> so take that as you will um so brotherhood of the snake brings on uh steve DiGiorgio on bass who like is fucking killer um he played he did he play with death didn't he at some I think point so. i think he did I mean, he yeah. played with he's played with a lot of bands and he's a, a very very capable bass player um <laughs> that's you know that's kind of underselling him um but at this point the reason why this one is last is because um as eddie pointed out testament gets into a zone and brotherhood of the snake is like after two albums they're still kind of doing the same thing again yeah, <laughs> um, but the, a thing that I, the th- a thing that starts to happen, um, especially now, it started. To, it starts happening on Brotherhood of the Snake. I start hearing riffs, and I go, 
That sounds really similar to a riff that was on this other album. Like that sort of that that or like they do they do these these very similar things, and then sometimes they'll actually have a riff that's played on a single string on one song, and then it's just a chord on the other song, and I go, that's the same thing. So, but I know I know it's a it's a it happens it happens, but. On the, at this point, all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, there's some really similar ideas on this album. Um, but the problem is there's absolutely no progression whatsoever here. And yeah. then when you <laughs> and then when you take a, take the album apart, there are some real standout tracks. But some of the tracks are probably the worst Testament songs they've done in a long time, mm-hmm. where they're especially lyrically speaking. There's some of them where I go, Chuck. And I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think Chuck writes all the lyrics. I think that you know, he collaborates sometimes with other with other band members, or I don't know. But sometimes I'm just like, this album feels very like thrown together to me. Hmm. Like it doesn't, it like the the it, like it sounds like a testament album. But I think I think it's lyrically where all of a sudden I go, this does this seems like this is a collection of B sides from other <laughs> albums that they did, you know aside from mm-hmm. one or two really big standouts. But um, like I said, on its own, well-produced, well-performed. It's got really cool parts on it. But um, listening to the most recent albums in order, once you get to Brotherhood of the Snake, it's kind of like, all right, well, you know, it's it's kind of, kind of the same, uh, only not as good as what came before it. Um, and so that, to me, is a, is a big no-no. Like, it's like, if you're going to yeah. do... If you're going to do similar sounding albums right next to each other, the songwriting is should be the part that gets that progresses. Yeah. Like I'm I'm okay with that as long as you give me something else. Like bring something else up at least one notch. Yeah. And brother brotherhood doesn't do that. So if, it ends up good. I was I was going to say if I'm going to have like toast every day for a week, I want like I want the jam to be different. You know, I don't want strawberry every day. Sometimes I want a raspberry. Sometimes yeah. I want fucking marmalade, dude. That's 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 ve- not a not a vary the toppings it. up, people. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, Brotherhood of the Snake ends up at number twelve just because it's out of all of their albums. I feel like it's the least exciting and the least unique. Um, so there you go, my, my number twelve. Cool. So uh, I've done my twelve. Yes, uh, number eleven. <laughs> number eleven. <laughs> Cool. So my number 11 is The Formation of Damnation in 2008. <laughs> Hot take. Hot take, I know. <laughs> Hear me out. For a second there, for a second there I thought I would I had fell in, fallen asleep and I was yeah. dreaming of a world where <laughs> clearly this isn't a, a, an album that's uh, low for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, well my thing is like there is absolutely nothing bad I can legitimately say from a songwriting perspective. Because yeah. the music on this is fucking amazing. The main issue I have with this album is that it has the kind of... It has a little bit of a product-of-its-time production issue for me, I think. it It's probably, to me, the most claustrophobic-sounding, produced-wise. All right. Looking at it from a vibe, I would, I'd, gi- I'd give, I'd give that to the gathering, but okay, <laughs> yeah, if, yeah, <laughs> but um, 
yeah, you know, lis- listening to this, you know, the second The Gathering finished, I I don't know that, like, again, like I say, my list is subject to change. And I yeah. this is me being very nitpicky. And I think, I don't know what it is about The Gathering compared to this one, but something, I went right from The Gathering to this one. And there was something in the production that changed, and it—that's like ten. That's an almost ten-year gap as well. And I don't know what it was. Yeah. To my ears at the time, I might have just been listening to it too loud. <laughs> but um, <laughs> um, I think, really, to me, yeah, I—I I have no good reason for this to be this low. <laughs> I, I still really like it, but, you know, I, yeah. I, I found the production to be a little bit claustrophobic, which kind of makes sense for 2008, but for the glory of, and then into more than meets the eye is unforgettable. It's one of the best songs in modern metal. I think, you know, I first heard this on that uh, PS3 game, Brutal Legend, where you play as Jack Black in this like oh yeah world literally based on heavy metal is kick ass um plus you have to remember like the big thing for me with this album was alex skolnick returning yes and just the interplay with eric peterson like those two are meant to be together like they sound so good together and that's a big deal on this album for me yeah, I, th- I think as well that th- this was the one album I owned for a long time that wasn't one of their 80s ones. So I yeah. I think that that could have had an impact on a, on a bias or something. I'd It was the one I'd rarely uh, touch on. Yeah. But, you know, The Evil Has Landed, you know, is a thrasher based with, you know, very little subtlety about 9-11. <laughs> Well, I mean, he um, literally says September 11 in the fucking yeah, song. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, the Formation of Damnation. I did put, I may stand corrected here, because this is a far better album so far than I remember it being. You know, the mm-hmm. the breakdown halfway through is absolutely crushingly heavy. Dangers of the Faithless. This is without a doubt the closest album stylistically to their classic thrash era since Souls of Black. Like, albeit with that late 2000s production, which I think holds it back a little bit, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. But, you know, The Persecuted Won't Forget, absolutely pounding, Henchman Ride, the pinch that's harmonic fucking, in that riff. That's a fucking song, here. And, like, to, to the listeners out there, this is how I'm talking about one of my bottom picks. I still think it fucking rips. I don't well, think we there's... Well, we have yeah. to remember, like, it's it's such... A, this is a band that, you know, you you even showed me an example of somebody... What, what Where was the site where somebody had ranked the Testament albums? I'm going to be perfectly honest. I looked at about 20 different sites. I can't remember specifically. Well, there was but, one that you, that you sent a, a screenshot to me, and this dude had put The Legacy as the worst. Dead last. Yeah. And then Souls of Black as the next worst. And I'm just like, who how old is this guy? And what I know, and I called him, I called him an edge lord. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I was like, did I use that term right? Because it seems like that's the kind that's like a yeah. hot take kind of thing where you're just like, oh, you know what? The, these classic albums, I don't even care. All right. But, but the funny thing is, like, I, I was thinking, I was looking at this dude's list, and you know, everybody is entitled to their own opinion. Don't that's the beauty of this show. However, but let's be fair, some people 
are talking out of their asses and are completely <laughs> uninformed and don't know shit about music, that's fine. Have your opinion, but when you present it as I'm going to publish this somehow and you <laughs> are that clueless, then you you need somebody needs to take you down a peg. And that's what I'm here to do. Yeah. So uh, like the, the thing that got me, uh, I found fascinating was I think he had, I struggled to understand how someone can have the legacy like at number 11, but then have the new order, which stylistically is incredibly similar, just produced better at the opposite end of the list, <laughs> you know? And then the gathering yeah. is... I above mean, it but yeah you know to, to to each their own as as we're supposed to say but you and this know. yeah that's the fascinating thing about testament is no one's list is the same this is one of those bands um where where, where was i i'm at uh Hinchman ride i think was the last one you talked about yep awesome pinch harmonic riff uh killing season they haven't completely forsaken their groovy side like they've mm -hmm. they've definitely kept the um you know, slowing down a little bit, but they always kind of had an element of that. They, they are good at making sure there's a variety on their albums, which is yes. something I've always really liked about them. Totally. Like afterlife is kind of like middle of the road metal zone. It, not too. Yeah. Uh, fear or F E A R pretty damn good song. Leave me forever is a gnarly closer. You know, while, while I'm not crazy about how this album sounds stacked to some of their other records from a vibe perspective, there is a definite reignition of of their them as a unit. You know, they've yeah. got yeah, they've got the dudes back. You know, the the thing I'll say here though is from this point on, you know, you could argue the gathering as well, but from this point on chronologically they do improve production wise a, a little bit but the modern testament sound doesn't vary crazy from album no. to album from this point in so uh yeah yeah awesome um and I, I i agree with that last thing that you said that's why the one that's number 11 is number 11 um my number 11 is the most recent album titans of creation from 2020 um which is interesting if anybody you remember seeing my review of this album, I, I was just like, this album's fucking awesome. And <laughs> it is fucking awesome. But um it I, I it's eleven because it is better than Brotherhood of the Snake, but once again, still very similar. And once again, riffs that I feel like I heard on other albums, but put together with really cool riffs that I haven't heard before. So it's like, yeah. <laughs> it's a weird push and pull with me on this album. Um, but yeah, it's still, they're still kind of doing the same kind of thing. And um, the songs are really good here. Uh, and it's like I said before, it's a great album on its own. Um, the My biggest problem with this album is that once I went through and I listened from demonic all the way through to Titans of creation, once you once I got to Titans of Creation, I'm just like, yeah, this is an improvement from Brotherhood of the Snake, but everything's starting to run together now. Hmm. And um, you could interchange songs from the previous three albums and make an album. And I would be like, well, this it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't help that they have the same producer, you know, on everything. Yeah. So I've said this on other episodes. Stop working with the same producer over and over again. OK, if you care about your fans 
give us different things. Although, never mind. Every time I say that, I have to remind myself that a lot of metal fans, an alarming amount of metal fans, don't want anything different. Yeah, <laughs> they want. Please put out the same album again. <laughs> and um, so I guess that Testament feels like they have to to do that. In fact, a lot of old school thrash bands feel like they need to put out the same album or a very similar album again um, and go through the motions. The difference is Testament, like here's the thing. And I, 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 this, there's a couple albums where this is a, where this is a thing. Cause I understand, I understand where some music fans are coming from because not everybody is a musician. Not everybody has been doing deep dives into music for 30 years. Yeah. <laughs> so not, so I understand that like you, you like what you like and that it doesn't matter. It, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. You like whatever you like for whatever reasons, but Testament have a re they're really talented people, which means they're also very good at taking a song that either a is similar to something they already did or B when you strip it down is pretty basic but they're really good at sprinkling testament magic on top or putting a really <laughs> cool ass breakdown somewhere in it to where like if you if you really don't know you're just like this is all this is great with the widdly widdlies and all this stuff and it's like yeah well that's that's testament doing a little bit of a like look look at this look sorcery at this, you know? yeah yeah and so um that's how good they are is that they can take something that if another band did it it would be pretty dull but they do it and it's fucking blows the roof off everything. <laughs> so, and that's what you get with a lot of the, a lot of stuff that they've done in this millennium, um, where they do, they do have some amazing songs and then some songs that if you really dig down, you're like, well, it's good, <laughs> but, um, I'm glad Testament did it because it sounds fucking great when they do it. So yeah, Titans of Creation has things like that on it where the more I listen to it, the more I go, all right, well, this is too much similar and um, yeah, I, I, I at this point it's you know when they when they put out another album, which I've heard they're already working on another album. Um, if it's the same kind of thing, that's that's the thing that's really bumming me out with bands, is that new albums are coming out and I'm I finally hit a wall, where I go, yeah. I can't you can't do the same kind of thing again with me, and that's fine because I'm just one dude whatever you know, if they lose if they lose my money then what what does it matter but um it's 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 hitting that wall where like if you do a similar thing and it's not as good then uh i i it, it breaks my heart because there are bands that like i love and i just want them to try harder i guess i don't, yeah. I don't know i don't Jump know what out it of is the comfort zone yeah yeah even even a little bit you know, so it's, uh, yeah, anyway, Titans of Creation is my number 11. Um, and, uh, yeah, let's move on, <laughs> let's move cool. on to number 10. <laughs> I didn't know where to go from there because I get, I start thinking about those kind of things and I really do because I'm such a fan of a lot of these bands that when I end up not liking something, it it really bothers me where I almost wish that I could go talk to them and be like, look, I need, I need, I need to tell you something because <laughs> yeah. you know, we've had a relationship now for a long time and uh, the cracks are now starting to, to really show. 
Try some anyway. new positions. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, we don't have to. It doesn't have to be just missionary all the time. Yeah. All right. You can throw in some reverse cowgirl every once in a while. <laughs> Brotherhood of the dog. <laughs> or that, yeah. Doggy style. Right, yeah, could do. You're yeah. you're, uh, you're you're number uh, number ten, sir. Right on. <laughs> I, was, I was gonna do one of those like fucking step bro jokes, like step brotherhood of the snake. You know, like, <laughs> fucking, what are you doing, step bro? All those fucking weird faux-sest pornos that are coming out these days. Yeah, yeah. I mean, whatever, whatever floats your boat, I guess. What, yeah, I, I, I I'm. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna cut that out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, number 10, yeah? Yes, number 10. Uh, number 10, Brotherhood of the Snake. Hey, I, all right. I was, <laughs> I didn't intend for that to come out like that. Brotherhood was, uh, of the Snake. Uh, bada bing, bada boom. Um, again, you know, very much like what you said, it's one of those where they found themselves in a comfort zone and this is quite late now in the game where they've stuck to a they've kind of kept it on rails and nobody's switching the line so to speak uh so it really for this one yeah it's got killer stuff on it but it doesn't stand out from the pack so uh yeah brotherhood of the snake super heavy thrash groove opener um yeah anyway Stronghold, four <laughs> uh, seven seals. There, there's something so beautifully violent about up tempo chugging, especially at like three and a half minutes in. That kind of like just down picking. Fuck yeah. yeah. Uh, Born in a rut. This one like has a little bit of prog flair to it. It has a lot of tasty drumming and guitar work. Uh, Centuries of suffering. Brutal blasty like tinging on death metal kind of thing blackjack mm. like it, the thing with this album is that it'd be any other band's best but it does feel like they're playing it playing it a little bit safe on these later records yeah um neptune spear this song rules i don't know I, why that title makes me laugh yeah <laughs> i know it's i know it's apparently named after like some sort of military strike uh it may have been the one where they where they got Bin Laden or something like that. I don't know. We just dropped fucking dildos all over the desert. <laughs> just, there's just there's just certain. I don't know why when I hear Neptune Spear, I think of SpongeBob. <laughs> it just seems like a SpongeBob reference. Oh man, I'm gonna need to watch the SpongeBob movie later now. <laughs> um, Canna Business, like this, could have been on an '80s album at points, you know, and yeah. You know, the number game is this filthy closing track. Like all in all, it's 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 one of those albums that doesn't really have a threatening aura around it because you know what you're getting. You know, some yeah. album some albums come out and you're like, Oh, is this gonna be really good or is it gonna be a fucking bomb? Um, but this one is like you say, it's it's playing it a little bit safe. I, there wasn't really anything in it that made me go, oh, I haven't heard that yet. You know, <laughs> it's them doing what they do best, but they haven't really changed anything. They just kind of yeah. 
they're just doing something and doing it very well for a, like the third or fourth time in a row. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, um, with with that, I don't really have an awful lot to say. Really, I've I've kind of already said. Yeah, everything. It's good. It's it's a good album. It's at least it's at least four stars. You know, the the only album on this list really I would say is anything lower than that is the you know demonic and first strike still deadly. Everything else okay. is at least really good. <laughs> yeah, but uh, cool. Yeah. So my so my number ten. This this is actually an album that was was you know low on my list previous, and it got lower. Um, so, uh, just, just, I'm just, I'm talking to a select few of you out there. Um, and it's the, and it's those guys that, um, and I say guys because it's usually guys because girls are not this annoying. Um, (laughs) it's guys that, that share those memes like Mustaine wrote them all and, uh, (laughs) it should have been Lars and like they're, they're real, they're real obnoxious metalheads that, um, actually they, they, <laughs> yeah, like. it's they, it's that it's that it's that certain kind of metalhead that doesn't understand differences of opinion mm. um and and uh and they and there's also a group a group think mentality that i've learned happens not just with uh metal uh but with other kinds of music and with movies and all sorts of stuff where eventually something becomes a thing where if you if people enough times say it's great then other people who don't know better go, oh, oh, oh yeah, it's great. I, I, re- I read that it's great. And so um, I'm talking to those people um, because uh, hate me all you want, but um, my number 10 is The Gathering, hey. um, <laughs> which is, it's a, it's, a, it's a classic example of an album becoming bafflingly overrated. And I don't know why. Cause it is really good. Mm. I mean, fuck yeah. But putting it at number one, it, it, it reeks of, I don't listen to enough music. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, because it's a great album, but I think my problem is, is that it's an album that it's okay if it's your favorite. But the but the venom that I got from people that are like you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. So it's like it's almost like that that thing where like I'm 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 insulting their manhood or something because this album was low. Um, but it got lower because, like I said, I went through and listened to you know I listened to Demonic first, and then this one came up and I went, nope, this is this is not as good. As oh demonic. shit! Yeah, you, you haven't mentioned demonic yet. I ha- I have not. This is um, gonna piss people off. <laughs> hey, you know hell what? yeah, brother! <laughs> you know what? Fifty percent of you, um, I know, I know more than you do. The other fifty yeah. percent, go ahead. Don't you? Know, we'll do whatever. Um, the the funny thing is, a lot of the lower fifty percent will think they're in the upper upper fifty percent. Isn't that how it works? You see that a lot in America with politics. Mm. Um, people that don't really know very much think they know a lot. Isn't that weird? Um, isn't it great that we're all better people? (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, Gathering is a great album from 1999. Great album. Don't get me wrong. It's great. It's not that great. Um, you got Steve DiGiorgio on bass because I think he came in and then left and then came back. 
Um, but the, I think the biggest thing why this this earned so much metal cred was that you have Dave Lombardo on yeah, drums. Yeah, 100%. Slayer which, fans did this again. To be, <laughs> to be completely honest, though, like, like I agree with that aspect of it. Like, Dave... <laughs> Dave is great on everything. And I'm right. And also honestly Dave Lombardo is more my style of drummer that I admire because is because I like drummers that technically can do a lot of stuff but make it seem a little bit more raw. Yeah. Like I'm pretty sure that 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 Dave Lombardo could play everything that Gene Hoagland plays, but Gene Hoagland makes it seem more like a math equation. Yeah. And and Dave feels way more organic, and I enjoy that a lot more than uh, than your technical type drummers. Although, like I'm a huge you know Neil Peart fan, but you know he's he's an exception for me because most of the time you know drummers like that, I kind of go, eh, maybe put a little bit more soul into your <laughs> to your drumming. <laughs> um, but so the gathering coming from demonic, like they add, they add some thrash back in and Chuck goes from just trying to do a majority guttural style vocal to now moving into this kind of, you know, he, he uses the guttural when it's necessary yeah. and then does his kind of normal Chuck style vocal um, for everything else. Although like the, this, the, the one thing I think this does retain from, from low and demonic is that this is still like real heavy. Like it's not fully in the thrash area now. It's still, yeah. it's still got some of that heavier, you know, the late nineties metal kind of feel to it. Um, this was the first one, although I think, I mean, he comes back later, but, um, uh, produced by Andy Sneap who, when we talked about him before, I couldn't remember the classic UK thrash metal band that he was in. He was in Sabat or Sabbat, however you pronounce it. Yeah. Um, so I feel, I feel better now. Um, <laughs> but Andy Sneap is a, is, he's a good producer, but he, but he does, um, he does dabble a lot in modern, the modern sound. And in 1999, the modern sound, like what, it wasn't there yet. And so this mm. this has that problem that you said for for uh, formation where it it feels very claustrophobic. Yeah, um, it's too it's too it's too. There's not enough air in this album for me. Um, so the big thing about this album, why it ends up being lower, because all those things are good. All the performances are great. They everyone sounds great. The problem is some of the songs are really great. Other ones are just good songs. Like there, there's a, there's not a, there's not a quality that maintains throughout the whole album. All performed amazingly well, but at this point, I think we've we've established that that's the norm for Testament. Like they yeah. don't put out anything that's performed less than a hundred percent. You know, so I really think that. I, I, it's so it, it doesn't, it deserves a claim for being an amazing metal album. It doesn't deserve a claim for being one of Testament's best because it's not, <laughs> it's, it, it's yeah. not one of their best. Um, it's to me, it's a, it's a transitional album of them moving away from what they were doing. You know, they, they, they went, there was a, you know, there was a progression from low to demonic and then it's a progression out with the gathering 
And then they get to formation, and I think they finally hit that sweet spot of, oh, this is the this is the testament sound where now here's all an amalgamation of all of the things that we can do. And here you go. Um, so yeah. So this, this one at the end of the day suffers from the thing that I was saying before where uh, Testament have a knack of taking run of the mill song ideas, but then going bing, bong, 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 bong. And then all of a sudden it sounds really cool and complicated, but in the end of the day, it's not. But, um, but yeah, it's a really good album. Like taken, like I said, with all of these taken on its own merit, this album is better than most bands, best albums, but it's, <laughs> but it's uh, it, for a Testament album. It's just, it doesn't have enough uh, to, to bring me back to it. And um, uh, it's, yeah, I, I, w- I wish that I could get on board with the, uh, with the enthusiasm for this album, but uh, I can't. Cause it's not, it's not a go-to, it's not a go-to Testament album for me at all. So, um, so that's why it's my number 10 and, um, everybody, everybody get your comments in down below telling me that I don't know what I'm talking about. Um, which is fine. You know, maybe, maybe I don't, I don't know. Cool. You, 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 ju- you judge, judge me. Yeah. Lest <laughs> G be judged. Something like that. Yourself. Yeah. <laughs> moving on number nine okay so we're gonna have like an almost matchup with the gathering because it is my number nine oh wow too low eddie (laughs) (laughs) um yeah this is really good however yep uh i believe that there is stuff in their discography that is better Mm-hmm. And any elitists that want to come fight me, my address is. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, yeah, I'm gonna jump straight in. Um, yeah, doesn't doesn't like, it seem doesn't it seem like the ga- the people that are that crazy about the gathering? They are those dudes that see a girl in a metal shirt and they're like, name three songs. <laughs> yep, one hundred percent, dude. Yeah. Meanwhile, meanwhile, what you guys got to remember is you got to be like, hey, nice shirt. Because at least then you're not being a dick. Yeah. This this is this is self-help with Eddie Sparks. (laughs) You got your problems? Phone in. The more you know. The more you know. (laughs) There we go. Cool. Um, Yeah. DNR. Do not resuscitate. We've come full circle sort of like they're bringing thrash elements back mm-hmm. but this record incorporates approaches present on low and demonic mm-hmm. as well which which i think is a is something that a lot of people that talk about this album kind of forget they're like they're thrash again and it's it's like well they're not like the legacy kind of thrash they're they're yeah. still very much in the it's almost kind of like they looked at low and they looked at demonic and they were like, okay, we'll put a little bit of our eighties thrash thing back into our songwriting, 
but sonically we're still going to sit between groove and death. It's it's, it's also a, a thing where it makes me feel like a lot of people don't really listen to full albums because people have said that about Megadeth albums over the past several years where they go, they're thrash again. And I'm like, oh, you mean there's a thrash song on it? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, did you not listen to everything else? Because it's not really that thrashy, but whatever. Yeah, it's 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 like we said in the um, in the Anthrax episode. A lot of these um, formerly full on thrash bands have found their kind of they've evolved to the point now where they're just kind of like happy doing different kinds of songs. Yeah, and I think that this is what happened with Testament, but they they do sonically have a formula at this stage and, that's, and, it, and, that's, and it works. That's exactly why I said they fit in better with Metallica, Megadeth, Anthrax, mm -hmm. because Slayer is a band that di didn't, they had, they had their albums where they did some different shit, but they pretty much stayed true to this is what we do. Um, yeah. And the, the, all the, every, everybody else, <laughs> everybody else in the big four, they've all become, you could just call them metal bands. Sure, there yeah. there'll be there'll be a thrash song here or there, but um, and I get that because you get sick of the plus you know we've already done that, you know it's yeah. like and you and you, if you when you take things into like a live setting if you're gonna play classic thrash songs and then you're doing new songs that sound like the old songs then live it, everything just kind of runs together so variety is the spice of life as somebody once For said sure. I don't remember who he was but he was a smart man or woman I don't know who said it. Yeah, could have been probably, a, probably Shakespeare. Right. Everything everything seems like it was Shakespeare <laughs> at some point. Um, God, yeah. Where where was I? Where was I? Oh, hang Track on, wait. One, I think I I fucked up. I didn't do my signature thing. DNR. Do not resuscitate. Uh, <laughs> I've already described the song, so yeah, I'm gonna go do it down for life. Uh, yeah, they they really went back to their roots songwriting wise a little bit you know you can tell this laid the groundwork for everything that followed eyes of the wrath you know could have been on low true believer like this song is like reminiscent of the practice what you preach era. it's kind of hooky but heavy at the same time with like mm -hmm. the vocals matching the guitar part he's kept the hold of the growl though um three days in darkness nasty slow grinder with some nice growled double kick sections and woes in there that's that's always a good good thing in my book um legions of the dead swift and brutal feels like a spiritual albeit slightly more death metal successor to the equally furious cot lord curse of the legions of death um i had to i had to do that i can't bring <laughs> that song up and not say it like that um careful what you wish for like here's another one that could have been on low um right in the snake holy fucking shitballs this song is awesome like you can tell dave lombardo is on the kit with double kick like that mm -hmm. allegiance is kind of shorter but groovy um sewn shut eyes one thing i will say about this album is the guitars sound <clears throat> meaty like i get a big pantera vibe here um Fall of Cypledom, I think is how you say it. Cypledom? Cypledom? Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, it's the kind of brutal death metal song. Um, Hammer of the Gods. Ultra 90s wah uh, vibe on here. Um, 
this kind of feels like a 25% backpedal to where they're kind of doing some death metal-ish stuff, but with parts that could have been on low mm -hmm. and they're more thrash efforts. So this is kind yeah. of where they, they, they were pulling everything that worked so far and just said, you know what, we're going to put this album out. It's going to have thrash in it. It's going to have what we've experimented with on the last two. Mm -hmm. Let's see how this one goes. And then this one proved very effective and they've stuck to it pretty much since. <laughs> um, so, yeah. But I do find that quite fascinating that, you know, there was an almost 10 year gap between the gathering and um, formation of damnation. Form that's the one I was going to call it more than meets the eye. Um, that, you know, even though they got Alex Skolnick back, there's still a lot of similarity yeah. even in even in the last like nine years between them yeah yeah i mean I, I mean i guess i think it's it i think it's just because the what they're doing now even though like i do i do criticize it for being samey on on the more recent albums i feel like it's a it's it's a very it's a very natural thing i feel like they're yeah they're writing the songs that naturally come out of them they're not mm -hmm. necessarily pushing themselves to be some other kind of band, which is fine. Like if that's what they want to do, but I feel like it is a very natural thing. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, it's the same as, you know, like a band like Anthrax, like we said, they, yeah. they've just kind of, they've gone from thrash to just metal. And that's, that's, that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. As long as you make good music, I don't care what your sub genre is, you know, yeah. it, it just, you know, bring me something that's going to engage me. Um, so you, you done with that one with your number number nine? I I am very done with my number nine. Cool. Um, so my number nine, this is um, I'll go ahead and throw it out here. My number nine is Demonic from uh, hey. 1997, which I believe was dead last in my original ranking that I did a couple years ago. Wow, that's but so that's quite a climb. I've been I I was a little bit harsh on this album, and I realized that the problem is is that I don't I don't like the vocals. Like I, I like death metal <laughs> vocals uh, when they're done in a unique way. But unfortunately, like Chuck Billy's death metal vocals are really sort of like any dude could be doing this. It's not it's pretty standard. It's very fair. standard. So I think that took away from the album for me because the big problem with this album is that the songs are so good. They need more vocally than what he's giving them. Yeah. So if he had done the vocals in the same style that he had done on low, this album might even be higher than this because mm. going back into this, just, you know, fresh when we, you know, I was like, okay, I'm going to, we're going to rank Testament. First album I'm going to listen to is the one that was dead last, last time demonic. And I found myself like two or three songs and I'm like, all these songs are fucking great. Just the vocals are just like, ah, man, that could have been cooler because there's no, there's mm. no dynamic. Cause it's not like, it's yeah. not like he's a death metal vocalist that goes really low and then get the hell die. He he just does the one thing. And oh, so yeah. 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 It's very much like this. You know, and um <laughs> so I don't it, it takes away from the songs. Um once mm. again, you have Gene Hoagland on drums fucking killing it. Um Tasty. and then from from the from the original lineup, you only have Chuck Chuck Billy and Eric Peterson um mm. on this. Which it makes sense because on low, I don't think 
no, Alex wasn't even on low. Um, no. And so it makes sense that, you know, it, it, I feel like I don't this this period of of testament I have no problem with because it does feel like a very natural thing. It doesn't feel authentic, it, yeah. Like this doesn't feel like they all of a sudden tried to jump on a, a death metal bandwagon because Low already had elements of that. And to be fair, if you want to compare this album to actual death metal albums, even the music isn't that death metal. It's just heavy, yeah, heavy not very some of it's fast some of it's not but it's got it's got a big bottom you know yeah. talking about mud flaps my girls got them um <laughs> you know what i'm saying <laughs> it's got a big bottom so uh you'd think that i would love this album but uh yeah no i do it's, it's great that's that's one of the best things about it so um it's kind of like it's kind of like a butterface album it's like you know the the, <laughs> yeah. the body of this album is banging and then you get to the face and you're like, but her face. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. That's very rude. That's not very, that's not very 2021 of us. We, we should, all faces are beautiful. We, we got light switches. We'll make it work. <laughs> anyway. So yeah, this feels very natural from low, but yeah, there, they are really good songs that would have been great songs. If the vocals had more of a dynamic thing going on. Um, Because the songs need more. They need more than what Chuck does. Um, And also on this album, it as much as I do love when bands put different things out there because it makes their discography more interesting, I I do have to admit that I do miss the little testament things. There's there's not there's not enough testament style things on this album because you said it sounds very much not like a testament album, and Mm. I I agree. Um. So I almost feel like I wish there was a little bit, you know, sprinkled on top that was testamenty. Test, yeah, okay, whatever. <laughs> um, so I do appreciate that this is a different approach because um, that's at least keeps it interesting. And I think that's probably why it ended up going higher for me because I'm all like, yeah, this this really does give me something else to chew on and not just the same old things which they they have been doing. Um, but yeah, it's not a good album. I I I was slowly formulating a joke there about Testa Minty, and you said you wanted something to chew on. They could they could do Testa Minty chewing gum, or just te- Minty, or just Testa yeah. Mints. It's like a Altoids, and they're just Testa oh, Mints. Yes. Come on, guys, why haven't you done Testa Mints yet? I would I would I would get. I don't really ever um, eat mints, but I probably would. I, if they were Testa I'd eat that mints. up. <laughs> um. <laughs> So yeah, Demonic <laughs> is number nine because I, I I think it's I really think that this this is an album that is underrated, but I do think the criticisms of it are also kind of warranted. So um mm. but for me it, it's it's uh higher up on the lower half because um aside from the vocals, I think the album is killer. And um and even the vocals I now that once now that I've heard it enough times and I know what I'm getting into. It doesn't bother me as much, but yeah. So that's my number nine. Moving on. Very nice. To cool. our number eight. Number eight. Okay, I'm Michael Kane. Now. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that's it. Next time uh, I'm going to do Chris, Christopher Walken. I'm going to do all the good impressions. No. Have <laughs> you ever seen that? <laughs> Have you ever seen that fucking, um, someone did a, someone did a, uh, 
a bunch of covers of Redbone by Childish Gambino, and like all of them are all of them are just like hilarious. There's a Kermit the Frog one. There's um the the big one is the. <laughs> Just hearing the lyrics done by a Christopher Walken impression is daylight. I wake up feeling like you won't play right. <laughs> I used to know, but now that shit don't feel right. <laughs> that's a real. That's a great song. Oh. It's, like, it's just you know a tangent here. Um, I speaking of like a an artist throwing out an album that's like you didn't expect, like Childish Gambino, like had had solidified himself. Uh, or Donald Glover, depending on who you who you're talking to, had solidified himself as like I'm kind of like the quirky hip hop guy, and then he does this like psychedelic soul album that just fucking rules yeah. from beginning to end. <laughs> um, that dude's great, and um, and I'm a I'm a big fan of his because I love I love Community, um, Atlanta, great show, and uh, Childish Gambino. That guy is a he has a triple threat. Uh, yeah, hell yeah. I don't know what the triple one because we have music. Maybe you could say rapping, singing, acting. I think he writes too, and he's oh. and he's a very nice looking gentleman as well. Yeah, I, I'm I'm picking no contests with him. I'd be <laughs> fucked. That's <laughs> true. Um. Anyway, yes. So yeah. Num- number eight. Number eight. Uh, Titans of Creation is my number eight. God, I All keep right. jumping the gun. <laughs> um. So yeah, th- this one, their most recent album is damn good yeah it's still sonically in the zone as we mentioned but there's something really fucking heavy about this album and like i think it's got a lot of what it probably has the highest quantity you know second to only my next pick it's got a very high quantity of what i like about modern testament and yeah that largely involves slow, nasty riffs with double kick runs under it. But um, yeah, Children of the Next Level, awesome, chugging, gallopy opener. Uh, World War Three, like the midsection of this song marries the old and new testament. Yeah. It's got a see, this is something I like with this album, is that production-wise, I'm starting to hear them bring some classic stuff in from a production standpoint rather than a song perspective. So like the midsection of this song, it's got a totally modern bass drop into a breakdown, but then Chuck has exactly the right amount of reverb and delay on his vocals to resurrect that late eighties Chuck Billy echoey sort of thing. And that's something I love so much about the old Testament. So when I heard that, I I shit a brick. I was that, like, oh! that is that is something I've been noticing with with newer albums is that I feel like everyone's coming back around to where yes. everyone everyone's trying to get that middle ground between modern and classic sound, and mm-hmm. um, that is that is a, um, a benefit on or of of a, the, the, I mean this album sounds great and I think that's part of it where I think a lot of producers are getting a lot better at finding that middle ground between the two. Yeah, it's it's like. When when they started, like production was very wet, and then eventually, as the nineties went on, it went really dry. And <laughs> yeah. then, as the twenty first century came around, it got really fucking loud. And now we've got those like thirty years of hindsight. We can now get these albums that 
sound good on modern systems, but don't sound brick walled to fuck. And they've got like just, air in them. I, I really yeah. wish, I really wish that like there could be some sort of revolution in the music community where everybody agrees to keep everything below a certain decibel level or whatever you would call yeah. it. Like just like w- whatever the norm has become lower that way, the fuck down and everybody stay yeah. there now. Like if you want to be, be, you know, on par with everybody, just stop there but you yeah. know, I guess it's not just the loudness; it's also the the compression and all this other shit that like it's, people it's were all just to do with headroom. Yeah, p- yeah. People were just I don't know I don't know how that sound ever became a thing that people wanted. I it it it's baffling to me that like I understand not wanting to, it to be you know bathed in reverb like back in the day, um, but I mean I have, do, but ha- having everything <laughs> feel like you're listening to it in a little closet <laughs> like it, yeah i don't get the appeal of that at all but once again it's like, I'm, I'm an old old head over here on the one like on the one hand i have this thing about like modern vocals where they sound way too close to my ear where it's like whoa whoa back off my guy like yeah. <laughs> you used to sound like you were bellowing out of a cave like a fucking like epic otherworldly being and now you're just some guy that's like way too close to my head yeah like there, that's 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 a yeah that's another that's a thing that really bums me out with with I, I guess it's not necessarily modern modern but just like having vocals vocals should never be louder than the snare drum yep i feel like they should be somewhere around each other but like in a metal mix, it should be another instrument, you know, it needs, yeah. it needs room to, because it's such a dense genre, it needs room to breathe. And if you don't give it enough headroom, which, which for the, for those in the audience who aren't uh, into production and other music related things, that is uh, how much room uh, noise has to get loud before it clips the fuck out and everything sounds the same and it's all dynamically fucked because it's all at one level. Yeah. And that's how, you know, you get bored of some modern albums so quickly because you get side A done and you're like fucking tired. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah. Um, Here, yeah. Let me, here's our new album. I'm going to beat you in the face with a brick for an hour. <laughs> <laughs> After side after the first half, you're just like you don't really need to hit me again with the brick. It's cool. I think we are on an upward trajectory again with production now because I, I think we I have learned so. the lesson. See yeah. what's what's what I think is going to end up happen. I hope is going to end up happening, and this is not metal related, but this is you know rock related. Um, a lot of like pop musicians are now dabbling in rock, like whether it yep. be pop punk or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so I, I'm starting to hear that and songs that are legit, like they're rock songs. Sure. They're pop, pop punk. And you could say that, like, that's not that much rock. It doesn't matter. I feel like we're, yeah, we're moving back in that direction. We're like, there are, I've heard several songs that are like popular songs that are essentially rock songs. Yeah. Um, there's like a, a massively popular song by is, uh, Olivia Rodrigo. And it's just a pop punk song. And I'm like, oh, okay, that's kind of cool. And then, uh, you know, my daughter's like loves this song by uh, Willow Smith, um, Will Smith's daughter. Yep. And it's got fucking what's his name, uh, Travis Barker on drums. Yeah. Um, but that that's a, that's one that pisses me off because her vocals <laughs> are so much louder than his drums that when it kicks in, it's supposed to be like the big heavy part of the song. I go, 
why are the drums so small? Oh, because yeah. a, because of probably a hip hop producer doesn't know what they're doing with rock music. <laughs> but now that these artists are starting to dabble in these things, I think everyone's yeah. going to get better. And then this will this will bleed over into the metal world. And and all yeah. of a sudden, I'm hoping I'm hoping that, you know, now that we're moving back into at least a little bit of appreciation of rock. Like, I'm not one of those old people that's like, I don't like all this hippity hop music. Like, no, I'm okay. <laughs> I want I want pop music to be pop and hip hop to be hip hop. And if it's really popular, great. I don't care. But uh, but, you know, I like the fact that there's a little bit of rock appreciation coming yeah. back in. And I think that that's that's a that makes me feel better. Because even if it's rock music that I don't want to listen to, the fact that it's there. Another interesting thing. I'm sorry. I'm just I'm going on a tangent. That's right. Um, I don't know if you saw. There's an article that was going around that was saying that in, even in the world of streaming, old music is more popular than new music. Have you? Did you yeah. see that? And I so, have. It's it's got more of a shelf life, I think. So, yeah. but what I think is happening. Th- this is really cool, and I get to see this kind of firsthand with my daughter because my daughter. I, I've said this before, where she can't believe that something off of Nirvana Nevermind is that old because it doesn't sound that old. Yeah. So what's happening now, because we live in this world of streaming and TikTok and stuff like that, there's no thing popping up saying, this is a song from 1989. It doesn't say that. So these people are just now (laughs) hearing songs literally the way you're supposed to hear them. We're just like on the merit of the song. Is something in this song pulling you in and making you want to listen to it? And there's not this breaking down of, well, when did this come out? And so we're finding that older music has this quality that newer music doesn't have. Well, some of it does. Yeah. And so people are not, people are going back and listening to like older shit. And it just it makes me it makes me happy because I feel like we're we're on the, the right track of getting back to making music that sounds like it was made by humans and isn't, isn't, I mean, we, we still have to get over the TikTok hump because now I think that there's a lot of that create a song that can be used in a 30 second chunk or whatever, you know? And I think that's Mm. probably something that's never going to go away, but I just like the fact that there's an appreciation from younger people, not just because they're having it forced down their throat by dad. Like it's, it's (laughs) organically happening and it makes me, it makes me it makes me feel a little bit better for the future. I think what we're seeing as well uh, in terms of, you know, pop punk coming around again is that uh, I just want to say on the show, I've actually made peace with pop punk and I no longer have the visceral hatred of it. I did. I once had because some assholes ruined it for me because I've let go of that now. And there I also, actually there are also some shitty there's some shitty bands that ruined it, too. <laughs> oh, so, oh, yeah, 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 for sure. Where I was going with that is. I think we're seeing now what I saw growing up with the 80s nostalgia. There were a lot of um, bands, say The Darkness, for example, they were mimicking the 70s and 80s stuff. All of the people my age that grew up during the 2000s and the 2010s, like that grew up with games like, you know, the Tony Hawk games, which had very pop punk soundtracks. Yeah, true they've grown up now and they're like, Oh fuck, we can, you know, like there's a, there's a dedicated Tony Hawk tribute band that plays songs from the soundtrack of that game. They're just fucking tours and plays parties and stuff. Uh, I can't remember what they're called. Um, maybe sticking on the screen. 
I'm creating jobs for you here. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I probably will completely forget about that, but yes. Um, yeah, where, where I was heading with that is that it, it comes in, it comes in, it's very circular, yeah. you know? Uh, things come and go, you know, there was a, a big thing of um, artists, I mean, it, to an extent, very much today as well, sampling old music and trying to sound retro albeit with like a modern production style yeah but um yeah i think everything is um comes around in uh circles eventually yeah in one way or another but it's it's, what we're seeing here it's important for any of you people out there that you know want to shit on younger bands that because maybe they are making stuff that's like just pop punky simple kind of shit um we got to start somewhere so, so, I mean, really with those bands, I'm just like, well, good. You know, it's like, I'm glad, I'm glad this is happening. Even if it's total rehash and, yeah. and, and not bringing nothing new to the table. It's, it, I feel like there's, it's got to start somewhere. And then eventually maybe before I'm dead, there'll be another big shift in rock music that brings something that nobody expected. I, yeah. I, you know, I'm not, I'm not totally convinced, but I'm at least, I at least feel better. <laughs> AOR gent. <laughs> but it's so funny that like, you know, shit, the shit that you, <laughs> but some of that, some of that stuff is popular again though. Like there are, Ooh. there are legit like songs from the, from the AOR era or even from like, like Yacht Rock that have become yeah. popular. And I'm just like, well, that's Africa. Fa- it's fascinating. Example. Yeah. Africa. That's fascinating to me that, that, that's where we are. We're all, all of a sudden, an, uh, a 40 year old Fleetwood Mac song becomes a hit again. You know, it's mm. like, it's, <laughs> it's absolutely fascinating. Anyway, to, it was a total derailment, but I feel like that was a more productive derailment. We weren't just talking about, oh, totally. you know, um, coming to America again, <laughs> <laughs> but we were on, we were on oh, your number dude. eight. Uh, number eight. Yeah. Uh, where was I at? Oh, um, Wow, I was on track two. <laughs> uh, Sorry about um, that, folks. Or that's you're cool. welcome. Uh, so you get Dream Deceiver is an awesome song. I I can't fault it other than saying this ranking was really hard because these albums are all kind of equal for yeah. different reasons. Uh, but Night of the Witch, holy fuck, this is heavy. Insanely yeah. good. City of, City of Angels is pretty cool. Uh, Ishtar's Gate soaring guitar melodies love another another Um, one of those song i don't know why those kind of song titles make me laugh because i'm just like ishtar's gate great fucking song though (laughs) but still the title i'm like okay it's like those sort of like really overblown prog bands that would do like (laughs) yeah i think night of the fucking watch of the dove in the oven I think whenever whenever there's a whenever there's a something apostrophes a something song title, it always reminds me of like years years ago. Probably I don't know, maybe like ten years ago, my band was my band was playing a show, and and one of the opening bands was this metal band of like teenagers, like real young kids, and I just remember that one of their songs. Was called Satan's Chair, <laughs> and I was just like, "That's adorable." 
Satan's chair. <laughs> and it was it was even made more adorable for the fact that the little vocalist before the song, I say little, he's probably taller than me, but he's young. But before <laughs> the song starts, he's like, this song's called Satan's chair. And his mom goes, woo! <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, that is the most adorable thing ever. So when I see something like Neptune's spear, <laughs> Ishtar's gate, I'm like, Satan's chair. <laughs> Whoever that band was, I'm sorry if you're. If, it'd be funny if like one of those band members was like, "Hey, that was me, dude. Fuck yeah. off." <laughs> it's <laughs> like no, chair was good. <laughs> oh man, um, oh, symptoms is like more <laughs> groovy modern testament. <laughs> uh, they just they they know what to do, and they yeah, they're good at what they do. Uh, False prophet is just grinding nasty thrash groove. The healers. Here we go. I, I love like where the slime live levels of fast double kick under this slow, nasty yeah. groove. Um, Code of Hammurabi. Like there's another one, you know? <laughs> it's like uh, awesome riffage. Has a real proggy edge in places. Um, Curse of... Uh, I tell you what, there is a lot of of songs on this <laughs> yeah. album. <You> <laughs> It's funny that the, like, the metal bands have got. They at one point everyone was like, "We have to have one word title for everything," and now everyone's all like, "No, now we got to be as metal as possible with our song titles." <laughs> Night of the Witch, City of Angels, uh, fucking Code of Hammurabi, and now Curse of Osiris. It's just <laughs> badass thrash. You know, Catacombs is this epic outro, but it reuses a riff I noticed that's very similar to something on Low. Uh, I don't remember specifically which song, but I know I have heard it. I think Catacombs was era. something that they used as an entrance song. I think they played that when they were coming out on ah. stage. I think that's what it was intended for, maybe. But um, so, and they cool. just threw it on the album. Yeah, it's it's a badass album. I think it's really fucking cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I would say. It it has a it has a personality of its own, I think, to an extent. Um it being very big, cerebral and heavy. Um than like some of the lower, more recent offerings. But yeah, it's a really good fucking album. And uh I'm glad to see Testament still kicking ass to this day. Yeah. Agreed. Um all right, so move moving quickly on to my number eight. Um this one is a fucking killer album, and I think this is... You haven't talked about this one yet. My number eight is Dark Roots of Earth from hey. 2012, which this is the first one where Gene Hoagland joined on drums like permanently, but now yeah. Gene Hoagland is no longer in the band. He left, but I think mm. Dark, Dark Angel got back together, and he's got other things he's doing. Um, cause he wasn't, he was in dark angel, right? Am I, I get, I think I get I think dark angel, death in. angel, all those things I get. <laughs> sometimes they, they get jumbled up in my head. So I, I think, I think he's currently in like six projects, <laughs> probably like, the, like an insane amount. How the fuck are you in six bands? Yeah. Madman. So yeah. if you've been paying attention, um, it's, it, you know, it's clear that like, I like this album a lot, but because I have it here and another album I haven't talked about yet, I feel like the, the dark roots of earth, while it is really good, it's a step down for me from formation of damnation. 
Um, but I think that's only has to do with the songs themselves. Cause I feel like for me, uh, prior to this formation of Dan nation, every song is one that starts and I go this fucking song. Whereas this one, <laughs> half of those songs have that quality. The other half, I'm all like, ah, this is a good song too. It doesn't quite have the fuck. Yeah. Going th- all the way through it. But mm. there are some definite standout standouts on this album, and it's once again really well done. It's an amazing album, you know, comparatively speaking to other bands. Um, the one thing that I do really like about this one is that there's a ballad on it. Yep, and I love it when they do. And I think at this point they've done what three or four ballads, three or four, f- four I think songs that you could consider actual ballads. And yeah. um, I miss that. I know that it became kind of a trend. Like everyone mm. threw in a ballady type song, but it breaks up. But an these album. guys are these guys are good at it too. Like, they are good at it, but also I just like I love dynamics on an album. And when I say dynamics, I don't mean heavy fast and then heavy slow. Like I would like, you know, I'm okay with like you know you listen to like an amazing album like Act Three by Death Angel, that has funk elements on one song, an acoustic song, and like they literally just like let's do whatever the fuck we want. And that makes it an utterly enjoyable album and Testament for the most part, they're not quite as extreme with what they do, but they, I like it when they do ballads because I love that. I love getting a different flavor, getting a little bit of a chill down portion of the, of the, although this still, this still follows the power ballad kind of thing. You know, the metal, the thrash metal power ballad started with like fade to black way back in the day where it is. It does have the soft, verse and then the heavy chorus um cold embraces the song um but yeah it's uh it's uh it's it's great because it's the first ballad they've done since i I think the ritual was the last album that had a ballad on it i think low low had um trail of tears oh you're right okay all right so yeah so it's it's i love hearing i'm being i'm being facetious (laughs) what I said I'm, I was. Uh, that was just me being facetious. Is Trail of Tears not a ballad? Why am I? Why am I? Why am I? Oh no, the song I'm thinking is on the ritual. Never mind. R- Return to Serenity. Yeah, Return to Serenity. Yeah, that's one. Yeah, don't do that to me. <laughs> <laughs> I start to think that my brain is going, and I go, "Oh, I've totally <laughs> forgot about this. This. Oh no, never mind. That's the wrong album." <laughs> <laughs> Which is probably a reason why you should just discard my ranking altogether because I'm <laughs> not altogether in the head. Um, but yeah, Dark Roots, minutes in and, and it's null and void. <laughs> Dark, Dark Roots of Earth is an amazing album, uh, but it's uh, they did more amazing than this, and so it's why it's my number eight. Cool. So uh, my I'm going to jump right off of that because my number seven is Dark Roots of Earth. Sweet. And my reasoning for this is that of all of their modern albums since The Gathering, this one's the most varied. It has the most variety of any of their modern albums. And I remember when Native Blood came out and I thought it was cool, but I didn't get the album at the time because, you know, I was way more into grunge than I was into thrash. This is like 2012. I was 14. Um right out of the gate you get rise up thrashing opener native blood is is this blasting badass killer song further proof gene hoglin is is not of this world uh, 
the title track, Dark Roots of Earth, like those higher strings ringing out, give me a real Alice in Chains vibe on this song. It, like, this is what I like about this album is that there's bold jumps to something else, you know, that they're, yeah. they're not just staying in their lane. Um, True American Hate is thrash as fuck. Holy God damn, this one rules. Uh, Day in the Death, edgy title. Uh, but uh, it's a it's a groovy thrash song again. Cold Embrace, the ballad. It's cool to have at least one on an album because it does it do, it does break up the the songs. Yeah, you know, change of pace. Uh, Man kills mankind. We're back in the thrash zone. Throne of Thorns, groovy, cool ass song. And Last Stand for Independence is an excellent closer. Like I was immensely impressed with this album and i think i think the big thing that puts this one over the rest of their post gathering albums is just the sheer variety of songs like on all of the other ones they have like it's a heavy groove metal song that's slightly faster than the last heavy groove metal song or it's slightly slower or you know but aside from that i think this is the to my ears, the most interesting of their modern output. Uh, yeah, that is my number seven and top pick for this episode because we're doing Sweet. the yeah, Bottom, hand, yeah. Hand, handing it over to you. So my so my uh, <clears throat> my number seven. This was the the roughest for me, especially when we break things in half and I go, oh, well, one's got to be in the in the lower half. Oh, um, and uh, so I had to be really picky. And be like, well, you know, cause now we're on, once you get to this point, like I, I, I love all of these albums and I mean, we're I love the all of zone. them, but, but we're in a zone now where it's really hard for me to order things. Yeah. And so I had to choose one to, to come at, at the end of the, of the, what the top seven for me. Um, so in the end I had to put this one here, uh, number seven souls of black from 1990. Ooh. This is it's this is a rough one because I love this album, yeah. Um, but I did that thing where I where I went back and listened to the legacy, all the way through to low, and so you get to Souls of Black, and I'm not one of those people that that su- subscribes or whatever the word is to that theory that the big problem with this album is that it was rushed because they wanted to get on the Clash of the Titans tour because. Mm. Uh, because according to them, they also rushed the new order. And so it's like, so rushing an album doesn't necessarily mean it's a bad album. Like sometimes you just, it's a, the production of it is, is quick. And, and, uh, and I know in this case, I've read that there's a lot of these are like older tracks that they kind of fixed up and put on an album. Um, but yeah, some, some bands albums that are considered rushed to me, taken as an album are really good albums. And I, I I don't think that that's a thing that shouldn't even come into the conversation about whether an album is good or not, because there've been plenty of bands that have taken 10 years to make an album and it's a turd. And so it doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter. So um, this album doesn't sound rushed to me. It's a killer album, tons of fucking killer riffs on it. So many great songs in this album. Um, the, the nitpicking started when I was like, well, following practice what you preach that there's not 
enough of a progression here in -hmm. what they did. And um, a big sticking point with me in this album is the production because I like 80s style production, but there's something about this album that occasionally it sounds like you're listening to the band playing slightly down the hallway from you. (laughs) It's kind of boxy. Yeah. Yeah. I know what you mean. It kind of bums me out because I think that it deserves a way better uh, production than it got. But it's, it's classic at this point. It sounds how it sounds. And I like how it sounds because it's a character in what the album is. Um, but yeah, it's still chock full of fucking great songs. And it's got that classic, classic Testament sound that I love. Cause I, I'm, I'm unapologetically a huge fan of how they sounded in the eighties. Um, yeah. And the song souls of black is a fucking killer song. Could be, it's one of my favorites. Yeah. I had to, it's a, it's a, it, yeah, it's, it's an amazing album, but I, you know, when you're dealing with a catalog like Testament, really great albums end up being, you know, it's, 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 you know, I mean, obviously we've said it, there is no, there's no bad Testament album. And, uh, it get, at this point is when it got really hard for me. That's what she said. But, um, <laughs> so the next episode will be even more of that, of me being all like, it hurt me to put this here, but here's where it ended up. Um, because, uh, I love all these albums and, um, you know, I, I would put Testament in, you know, in the group of one of my favorite bands, easily in the top 20. I don't know if they'd be in my top 10, but they're, mm-hmm. a, they're, they're a favorite enough to where I do, um, I do expect a lot out of them. And I, sometimes that's, maybe that's not fair. I don't mm-hmm. know. I, I, they certainly kick ass. They, they do. And so, yeah, so that's, yeah. uh, that's, uh. I got to drink a water for those of you listening in the podcast world in the middle. That's how professional I am in the middle of saying something. <laughs> I decided that I needed to have a drink of water. Um, and so we can't, we can't say we did it this time because it's not, we're not, we didn't do it yet. That'll be next episode when we did it. Yeah. We're halfway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's uh that's our first, our lower half of the Testament ranking. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, to all the to all the uh, gathering stands out there, we good. It's all right. <laughs> um, anyway, as if they're still listening, they're they're not. They're not. They already commented and they're they've moved on to to commenting on other things. Um. Anyway, they probably didn't even. Ma- I mean, that's that that's that's the thing that I've noticed is that um, it's w- maybe it's because of how long these videos are, but people still constantly go back and watch and comment on my shorter ranking ones. And I'm like, yeah, but you don't really get a good conversation about the albums that way. That's why this is so much better. Cause anytime somebody's asked, when are you going to go back to doing the old style rankings that you did? I'm like, never, because that was, (laughs) that was rushed. That is me rushing a ranking. And this is way more of a, not, not just in the conversation we have, but in preparation, it's way more, take mm. i take it way more seriously and i feel like at the end of the day it's we it's the rank it, it, like we've said before the ranking becomes not that important the big thing is the conversation about the band and the yeah. and the albums in general so i wish more people watched these but you know i mean maybe one day we'll blow up big 
and we'll have a big famous podcast that we yeah. can we can well, so go on tour. We just got to. I I think what it, all we have to do is just drop a shitload of uh, vaccine misinformation. <laughs> there we go. That's that's topical right there. Oh, we're we gonna say we're gonna say the the oh. The, opi- the, the opinions on on cranked and ranked may not be those of the of the, <laughs> the YouTube. I don't fuck. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. All uh, that, that's what we should do. We should do tr- cranked and ranked and have some sort of medical professional on, and then just halfway through the episode, <laughs> just go like, you know what? I Conspiracy don't, I don't, edition. I don't think that you know what you're talking about because you're just a doctor. <laughs> Hi, like have a serious scientific discussion for like three straight hours and then just turn around and go, psych nerd. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, I guess the equivalent for us would be like literally having Alex Skolnick on the episode. And then he tells us about how a riff was written and be like, I don't really think that's how it was written. Alex, I think that you're mistaken. I've done. I think Dave wrote it. We've done our research, and we think Dave Mustaine wrote all your riffs. Okay, Alex? Anyway. Uh, all right. So, yeah, and on that note, if we, if we didn't put... Oh, oh, God, turn it around. I haven't seen peanut, that mug. I haven't seen that mug. Turn uh, it around. Other way. Peanut butter platypus. Peanut butter platypus to everybody? No, turn it the other side. Oh, oh, oh I, was, I was prompting you to say peanut butter platypus. Peanut butter platypus, because yeah. I don't have one of those mugs. It's the cranked and ranked mug. I like that. I looks, do. That <laughs> looks good, right? It's a good mug. It's uh yeah. So we have merch. Go buy merch. That's, uh, there, there's no holes in it anywhere. Oh, I've good. Checked. That's good because it's hard <laughs> to drink a cup of coffee when the coffee is just running out of the bottom of the, the mug. So it is quality stuff confirmed by Eddie Sparks. Yeah. Um, quality control. Yeah. Awesome. So yeah, that's, uh, that's uh, it for this episode of Cranked and Ranked. We will be back next week with the second half of the Testament ranking. Um, and then at Please. this point, at this point, I don't think either one of us that I know of has any breaks we got to take. So we are going to be fucking off and running with our We, we are going to be, we're going to be cranking, ranking, speeding, and, and, and feeding <laughs> your <with> content. <laughs> yeah. Open, open, open up and say, ah, for yeah. more content. Um, we already did poison. So we won't go yeah. back to there. Go, anyway. go go back and watch some of our back catalog if you if you haven't. Chances are, if you like a band, we've probably we maybe might have talked about them. So just type in said band and crank them ranked, and it'll come up. There's a there's there, a lot there of people. Go ahead. There's a lot of sorry. I was gonna say there's a lot of people that say when are you gonna do uh, this band? It's like we've done it. Just just yeah. look it up. <laughs> How did you get onto YouTube? Like yeah, just also type it in. <laughs> but there was a there was a guy on the on the the um, old heads bangers and beyond Facebook group that like posted somebody posted a Descendants album and like he said like you know I, there was no way that Eddie and Steven would ever rank this band. I'm all like I love the Descendants and challenge accepted. So I'm like, yep. add that to our list because I'm like, don't tell me we're not going to rank something because we, I mean, there are some things we won't rank. If it's like, what do you mean I don't like the Descendants? <laughs> I do, I love them. Um, but on to, on, but but I, I have to admit, like there 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 are areas where you know you know it's that thing like if you don't got something nice to say, don't say anything. So you know if anyone ever comes out and they're all like, when are you going to rank the Talking Heads? 
I would just scroll past that and be like, you know, I'm just not going to say anything about that. <laughs> anyway. Uh, all right. So that's the end of this episode of Cranked and Ranked. Thank you very much for listening in the podcast world, for watching in the YouTube world. And as usual, I'm throwing it over to Eddie Sparks to take us out. Let it I tried to do a Chuck Billy kind of. <laughs> it was i mean i was i was floored by it i was like damn dude i'm telling you damn <laughs> daniel damn daniel back at it again with the fucking white vans <laughs> damn daniel did we did yeah. we end did, are we over we're done i, I guess we have <laughs> hey, dude.